Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 64. The Saints are looking good. Winning sweet, but revenge is sweeter. Cowboys should be scared of the Bears. And Flutie Flakes are back. And maybe so is Eli. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Episode 64, your favorite NFL podcast. We hope you like it. We hope you love it. Keep on sharing. Keep on pressing that subscribe button. However you're listening, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or Lanyard. We made up Lanyard. We just thought maybe you won't notice. <laughs> kind of sounds like something. We might start an app over here at Huck Media. We'll talk to the, to the app department uh, and start Lanyard. The streaming service. Uh, wherever you're listening, ni hao, previet, hola, bonjour, and... Vanagam. Which is Sri Lankan. And yes, you're going to learn stuff on this show, like Sri Lankan words, which may or may not mean hello. Uh, and ciao. Yeah, thanks to all our Look Who's Talkers all over the world. We're going to get right into football pretty quickly because it is the start of December. And unless you like advent calendars and busy malls, this is actually what you're really excited about. Important football. And cool weather. <laughs> uh, it's why I like watching games when they're outside, no matter where they are. I mean, the Superdome in New Orleans is pretty awesome, but give me the outdoor games. Give me the elements. Give me weather reports. As long as I don't fuck my bets up, I love them. <laughs> uh, rainy day in New England a couple days ago. Bad over. Not picking any over-unders this week, weird Mike. Uh, yeah, as joined always by my weird Michael co-host. We call him Weird Mike. You can call him whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at WeirdMike24. He tweets once every month, mostly a picture of his face. Uh, weird Mike, your picks hit? The big one and the small one? Let me start by saying how upset I am I was not included in the rundown. Weird Mike streaking. All picks, all platforms, smoking hot. A fucking kicker caught a touchdown pass yes, he did. this week for the first time in my life. Yep. I was calling shanked extra points. This shit was real. I don't know why. Week 14 was real. We're streaking. and uh, I didn't bring it up because I knew you were going to bring it up in the third person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I'm proud of you. We're almost back at 500. Uh, we'd love our Look Who's Talkers to jump on board. Uh, if you want Weird Mike to get uh, Insta privileges back, slide into the DMs. Let them know. Yeah, let us know. We need uh, more content, more winners. Less uh, face. But deep down, I'm not. Yeah, less face, more winners. <laughs> more cash, more cursing, right? Sure. Less fotch. Y yeah, less fotch. Holiday fotch is, you know, a little plump around the holiday season. Sh sure. It's pale, close up. You know, seeing more of you than we wanted. That's why I put this poinsettia between us. It's a, it's a faux peace offering. Right. You started, I, you started yelling at me. I'm like, this ruined the poinsettia right away. <laughs> Good to have you, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing, shouting, sharing across all platforms. Yeah. Our, uh, a gold pick hit on Monday night with Seattle beating Minnesota. It was like the only thing that hit for you picks. Uh, but we're going to be back on track this week. We love the games. We sure do. By the way, speaking of picks, I saw something you put on Facebook. I occasionally still go on that. You didn't like The Irishman? I did not. Did you even watch the whole thing? <laughs> I like, first of all, not the first person asked that question. I, after I don't watching. believe you did. I sure did. The whole I thing. Sure, the whole kit and caboodle. How's it end? Even spoiler alert for Irishman. No spoiler alert. You know, Weird Mike respects a good movie. I don't think you watched the whole thing. Definitely watched the whole thing. 
Best part of the movie? Way after the credits, stick around for the round table with Scorsese, De Niro, Pesci, and Pacino. They do like uh, like a little round table, they have it a bicarine, post-movie, post-production, uh, reflecting on what they did in the movie. Yep. Uh, that was by far the best part. Too long, 10 years too late for the Irishman. Get the gang back together. 12 years ago would have been way better. So you're telling me you watched a three-and-a-half-hour movie and then stuck around and watched the, 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 the session afterwards? Correct. I haven't seen you read a magazine consistently for five minutes. Reading is life. different than watching. You don't... Uh, all right. <laughs> and lately here at Centennial, People Magazine's been getting weirdly delivered here from our neighbors. And uh, anyway. I'm not sure if there's a dumber fucking magazine on the planet. Oh, Us. Us Weekly. Gotcha. Folks, I mean... <laughs> I'm assuming most of our listeners are dudes. So did you see In Irishman? the bathroom, it's okay. It's sometimes the only thing there, like your Aunt Becky's, you know? <laughs> I think I just said Aunt Becky because everybody sort of wishes they had an Aunt Becky as an Aunt Becky. Did you see the movie? Who might be going to prison? I did not see the fucking movie yet, but I've read, all the, like, I've read a lot of good reviews from people I trust a bit more than you <laughs> as far as reviews go. And I'm hearing Masterpiece. Oh, yeah? Oscar buzz. And you're a guy who likes buzz more than real news. Yeah, a uh, big buzz guy. Yeah, you're like the bumblebee of facts. <laughs> I will. They're endangered, by the way. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'll bet you Oscars on the Irishman. One and a half. Nominations? Or Oscars? Or statues? Because uh, you just said the movie sucks. Okay, nominations is different, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'll, going I'll over, go, over three and a half I'll go zero wins. Zero Oscars. Zero Oscars. Zero Oscars. I will go over... Half. Over a half Oscar. Absolutely. Uh, Not nominations. Win. Sw- sure. Holding the trophy. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, 100. 100 beans. It's Oscars in February. Shit, a movie I haven't fucking seen, but I'll take it. <laughs> That's how much I trust the New Yorker and, and uh, Vice over you. Yeah, they're fucking taking... Pictures from Elaine Bennis they, in the 90s with Peterman's catalog. I, at least I know they watched the whole thing. <laughs> I just told you. I don't know. No. I don't know. Stop. All right. The assumption, folks, it sinks Weird Mike before he, he can gain any steam. Right. Remember, folks, when you're giving reviews of things, remember to read the whole book, watch the whole movie, finish the whole episode, or for the good God, like, you know, don't leave at the appetizers of a date. You know, like, maybe the girl was nervous. Maybe the guy was nervous. <laughs> Uh, all right, Irishman, one Oscar, let's go. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, fire up about some football. Have uh, you heard our Truth of the Week in episode 63? It was how the Chicago Bears and Dallas Cowboys quarterbacks are the same. The same guy. One was picked number two overall, one was picked in the fourth round. Uh, so expectations uh, kind of dampen value or at least uh, diminish value. Either way. It's going to be an exciting Thursday nighter. Uh, by the time you listen to this, it may have already happened, but we're, we'll be releasing hopefully before the, before the game starts. Um, yeah. <laughs> Some crazy stuff happened in the NFL. Uh, did you see the trick play? Of course you saw the trick play. Like Miami's trick play. I was watching it live. It was even more ballsy because it was Miami doing it. And if you're Miami and you're already sort of the butt of jokes for the year, getting shit kicked by 50 points three weeks yeah. in a row. They're not the butt of the jokes anymore. No, they're not. But if you're Miami and you pull that... I mean, I love it, and I, I'm glad that they don't care. But if you pull that trick play, because that's looked eerily like the Colts trick play from a couple of years ago, the one that sort of got Chuck Pagano fired. Oh, that was like the worst play of all time. But it was very similar to the play that the Dolphins just ran. 
the, the linemen went split out to both sides, and they had two to three backs, uh, one to two yards behind the linemen on either side, so you didn't know which way they were going to possibly pitch it. You got the kicker lined up kind of in the slot on one of those side formations, and he just starts off blocking one of the linebackers who, after the punter takes the snap, behind only one lineman, by the way, and I'm sure you saw it. If you're listening to this fucking show, you saw it, so I'll stop explaining it. But anyway, he starts running, and that linebacker realizes, I'm not going to let this fucking kicker block me. I have the clearest line to the tackle, which is exactly how this play was designed. Knowing that linebacker is going to shed the fucking kicker and go after the tackle. Especially he's running to his left, holding the ball in his right hand. There's no, the shuttle, the shuttle, little shovel pass. It was beautiful. That's beautiful design of a football play. I was so excited. That you're trusting the two least athletic people on the team to do. <laughs> and uh, at the time, it sunk our pools ticket. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, amongst other massive dents in the in the boat. Three winners this week. 180K. Yeah, $180,000 each. So it's, uh, it's yeah. fun. It's hell. Again, funnest thing to do in a convenience store is be- besides robbing it, uh, which we don't recommend. <laughs> no, we don't. No. Not even with your finger in the pocket. Uh, you're still <laughs> an idiot. Uh, so, yeah, we got a pools ticket coming shortly. Yes. Now, listen, with the... With the was it the Eagles being... You know, what was your takeaway from the game? Was, were the, are the Eagles bad? Like yes, really bad? Yes. Or 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 does Fitzpatrick have 12 years of experience facing like every fucking defense? And I swear to God, I think I have a conspiracy about Fitzpatrick. I think he's a raving alcoholic. But not 12 months a year. Like he sort of fades in and out of massive alcoholism. That's why he starts off the year, you know, training camp, the coaches are all over him. All right, Fitzy from Harvard. Let's do this. He steals the starting job from another would-be starting quarterback like he's done eight times in his career. Josh Rosen, after two games, see you, two and a half games, see you later. I'm coming back in against Washington, and I'm going to get us close to a win. He's held on to the starting role since for no reason. I think he's, he's I think, not the answer no, I think, at all. I think Miami's falling in love with him. <laughs> yeah. Guess what he's going to do this week, folks? He's probably going to beat the Jets. <laughs> yeah. It's like you start da- if you start dating a girl for like, you know, six, seven months, and she breaks up with you, even though you got great sort of future prospects, and she starts dating her ex of an ex of an ex of friends of an ex, and, and you're like, what's with this guy? He's, he's you know, not sticking around that long. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We're sticking with him. <laughs> like, that's how little you mean to us, Josh Rosen, slash insert every starting quarterback, like Jameis Winston for a bit. Like, yeah, it's the Fitzy affair. And uh, I don't know. I think it more has to do with Philly and not necessarily being a bad team. They got a weird identity crisis in in that locker room. (laughs) Carson Wentz got injured. He was having an MVP year. He gets injured. And then Big Dick Nick comes in, wins a couple of games with a team just rolling, and they win the Super Bowl. And there's that feeling in the room that, you know what, if we had Carson and, you know, maybe we don't win that game. Of course they don't win anything. But that's what I mean. So not only is it like a, a sort of a silent opinion within the dressing room, it's this actual probable fact that's just floating there. Carson Wentz missed his own prom and he was going to be prom king, maybe, you know? And one of his buddies 
you know, stepped in like, hey, would you take my date to prom? Like, I can't go, you know? He fucked her and got her pregnant. Fucked her, got her pregnant, became prom king, and now there's a fucking statue outside of his stadium. Okay? They knew they were going to sign Wentz long term. They knew Big Dick Nick was out of here. And he's washed up now, too, to make... And he doesn't fit either. I know, a little salt Because they just treat him like this backup. Who, like, who's ever done anything? You know, and... And there's this statue. The statue was too much. By the way, the Philly special, that decision, I mean, they they could have scored on any play. The New England's defense was a sieve that game. The, the, the play that won the game, because these offenses set records. There was like 1,100 yards that game. New England was marching to kick the game-winning field goal or the game-tying field goal uh, or score the winning touchdown. Marching. And then the defensive end... I forget his name. That, there's the point. Yeah. Graham. Everybody forgets his name. Bradley Graham. Nobody forgets his name. The guy was almost Super Bowl. He's the statue. That's the guy who won the game. Instead, they gave it to Big Dick Nick, Carson Wentz's buddy, who took his girl to prom, got her pregnant, took prom king, and left town. And now he's left with the statue. And I'm telling you, they got to take that thing down if they want Wentz to, to fucking do good. So I'm trying to ask you a question Sorry. here. Sorry. Big time. It's, it's all about this. Big statue. You, 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 the statue. It's important. It's very important. Mm-hmm. And the question is, Jeff. Yeah. The, the Eagles have a choice. Do they keep Carson and gut everything around him? The remnants of that Super Bowl team? Graham, the linemen, Jeff, everybody. And start new with Carson totally fresh. His guys. Totally different mindset. Or do the Eagles... Uh, fade Carson and keep the Super Bowl's roster and ditch the QB because you're right, it is broken. It, it, it can't be fixed. Even if they miraculously win the division at seven and nine, okay, it doesn't mean it's fixed, right? So they got, you know, stay tuned, folks. Every week, I'm going to chime back in on that. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Okay. I would I would get rid of everybody else and keep Carson okay. and take like a two-year yeah. circumvent of the route. Right. It's a professional football team. It's not it's not an NBA team. You can't get rid of everybody. That's like 52 Well, oh, you guys. do it way, easy, way easier in football. <laughs> Everything's non-guaranteed. You can cut, cut everybody. Gonzo, they're, later. They're, 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 look, they're a couple wins away from still making the playoffs. I think it is fixable. I don't. But I think it's a really, that's a really big problem. And he's got the yips because of it. I believe in Carson Wentz, for instance. So you would I do. keep Carson and, and, and clear house well, uh, I don't think the, the Jenkins. I think the answer, they got big personalities. I think there. the answer is somewhere in the middle. Jenkins is towards the end of his, uh, end of his tenure anyway. He's just a veteran. He's not going to be around that much longer. They just signed Carson Wentz to seven years. They just signed their left tackle to seven years or five. They're keeping the core. They're keeping Wentz because he's still really good at quarterbacking. He's just got – he's just playing off a bit. And uh, they got a Seattle that motherfucker and, down there in, in in Philly. It's the same thing when Russell lost the room with the interception at the one yard line. Yeah, that's what I mean. The same sort of it's, thing. No, it's the exact same thing. And what did Seattle do? They, you're right. They, they got, got rid, rid of, of Earl. They got rid of Sherman. They got rid of. They basically got rid of everybody. Yeah. And they did a two year circumvent. And here's the thing: if you really believe in that QB and that talent, Wilson Wentz, then that two years to rebuild your roster. Maybe isn't you know as terrible as it looks. Maybe you do squeeze in one of those two years because he is going back to that all-world form. 
and winning 10 games or, or whatever, being relevant regardless. Yeah, the Seattle's a good comparison. Um, I just think that to, in the X's and O's issues with the, with the Eagles, Wentz has a little bit of the yips, which I don't think they're going to last, and they don't have a good secondary. Like, you should hear Deion Sanders make fun of them. It's awful. I hope they don't watch. <laughs> you know, if it's like if you ball, you get the call. Hey, hey, Huck, your boy Tannehill got the call. Yeah. From uh, Deion Sanders. Yo, I got a chest hair full of pizza crumbs at 11.45, and there's Dion calling up Tannehill. The game, <laughs> that was awesome, man. There you go. That's the eight-minute mark, probably, or something like that, where uh, you just sort of winced thinking about Wentz. Carson winced. <laughs> he just winced thinking about uh, breadcrumbs on said chest hair. But what are you going to do? That Titans football. <laughs> we got ourselves an all-timer. We got a top 10 moment here at Centennial on Sunday. Remember the Titans. Block field goal to the house yep. to cement an underdog pick. Woo! Giddy up. Uh, yeah, Titans are, uh, that's a classic. Huck, you know, you know what? We're going right into our Remember the Titans segment. Play a yeah. little bit of the melody. Um I saw some weird draft, by the way, on Facebook. Like, who would you take if you had one guy to lead your defense? And it was all these movie tough guys, you know? And, like, uh, then it, w it was uh, Gary Bertier, <laughs> like, next to, like, Shrek and, like, Wolverine. <laughs> and, like, and all of the answers, like, you got to take Bertier, you know? I'm Gary Bertier, the only All-American you got. Yeah, I'd take the other guy, man. He was, like, he seemed like, the, you know, the better athlete. Strong side. Turned into the better actor also. Absolutely. Yeah. A uh, couple of big roles. Uh, Moonlight, I think. Selma. Yep. Guy's a big part of Selma. Yep. Powerful flick. Anyway, that's a fucking movie. Yeah, that's a Give that, that, that fucking Oscar to Selma. I think they already won a bunch. They, uh, anyway, the Titans look good. Sure do. Uh, Vrabel's got, you know, he's wearing some great Titans gear. <laughs> Looking good. Derrick Henry's running the ball, I think, they, the way they always pictured it. Get him on the outside. Get him a couple steps. So he's not just running into the O-line anymore. And this power zone running they're doing, he's breaking these big 75-yarders. Uh, Hawk, like, you know, how, what, what do you think about your team this week going into Oakland? This seems like a, one, they sh the way they're playing, they should win. But in my experience with Titans football, is this a Titans trap? You read my mind. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has slowly been building and building and building. Yep. Right until you think he's the real deal, mm -hmm. and then he has the Titans disappointment game. Yeah, the tight the, the the TDG as they call it in Nashville, the Titans disappointment game. Yep, happens about once or twice a year. Right when they're rolling, they throw up a duck. Not to be confused with the Pittsburgh quarterback. Uh, that's our uh, in-house Titans expert, Andy Huckle. Not to be confused with Andrew Huckle. Just to. Uh finish there uh we'll be boxing that game yes on pools uh oakland are we gonna kickstart pools here yeah with uh with the tennessee oakland fuck soup box yeah let's go oakland's right. not as bad right they're getting shit kicked two in a, two weeks in a row finally home cooking well it's their playoffs basically if they lose this game they're pretty much out so you got to think about it like that the pressure's on uh the, the man applying that pressure i think he knows how to do it his name's john gruden uh <laughs> Well, three weeks ago, he said this is the most fun he's ever having after these losses. I don't think he's having too much fun anymore. I, it's an absolute must win for Oakland. And, uh, yeah. I, you, I, yeah, we got to box it. Fuck it. So, 
you know, as this episode unfolded, we agreed uh, to take the Jets, but I don't like that. I want to I wanna box the Jets-Miami game. We just literally jinxed ourselves by hyping up Fitzy, all this stuff. Yeah, it's, you got to keep the juju yeah, rolling. It's Fitzy in New York. It's different than Fitzy in Miami. Guys, I, told, I told you, I, I have this theory. In cold weather games where neither team is in the race anymore, the home team wants to win a lot more than the road team because they just don't want to let down everybody like in the stadium. There's just that natural instinct to like keep the party going. Whereas Fitzy's going to throw a third and eight pass to fucking nobody, get off the field and get warm. I just, what the hell does he care anymore? I don't know. I still like the Jets. So uh, this week, remember, folks, we're going to spike one, not all. We got Tennessee, Oakland, box, Chargers, Jacksonville, box. Yeah. Gardner Minshew starting for the Jaguars. By the way, that was something I picked right the last few weeks. I picked totally against Jacksonville as you picks. Uh, and just while speaking so about So maybe it. you're dialed in. So you want to roll with the Jags and, and box Fixie? Uh, I'm taking them on U-picks, but I don't. I, I, the Chargers are a better team than the Dolphins. Uh, that's a good box. They sure are. It's a good box. Uh, so again, boxes include Tennessee, Oakland, Chargers, Jacksonville, Baltimore at Buff. Baltimore at Buffalo. Box. Box. Extra, Triple B. Extra four and a half days to prepare. Absolutely. Or sorry, three, three days. To, three, four days to prepare. Uh, Detroit at Minnesota will also be boxed. Yes, that's my upset special of the week. This is Jeffrey trying to spike yes. the 180. Yeah, hey, hey, Washington beat Carolina last week. That happened. These things happen. Uh, I got a division rival. I got a Monday night loser, tough game in Seattle. I got Detroit coming off, almost beating the Bears, should have beat the Bears. The Detroit receivers actually let down Mr. Blau. Mr. Blau. If you're rem- familiar with Homer Simpson's favorite job, during that one stormy winter in Springfield, Mr. Plow. Well, Mr. Blau is uh, making the short one-hour flight from D- Detroit to Minnesota. And he's a 13.5-point underdog. He's got great receivers. And uh, an extra four days rest, prepare- preparedness, division and, and game. And a shot to earn a contract in yeah, the sure. NFL. Yeah, and still maybe no Thielen for the Vikings. I, that one smells to me. Okay, well... I also, like- we got Coach Patricia coaching for his job. Now, whether you think or not the Lions like Coach Patricia on the Lions, uh, like the Lions players, I have a, in general, I think that most players don't want their coach fired because they've been proving to that coach in practice, in training camps, in mini camps, in games, in the film room, all the clout that they've built up over the years just disappears instantaneously. So if you're a starter and you don't like the coach, for the most part... You're not really going to ruffle the feathers too much because then you got to prove yourself all over again, especially the veterans. You'd rather sort of fix it with in-house for the most part. Even when the Giants hated Coughlin, they kept Coughlin because they didn't want a new guy come in, coming in uh, back in the day when they beat the perfect Patriots. So, um, box. so boxing the Vikings-Lions, yes. Okay. So, wow, we're in line for a big payday. Yes. Uh, and we'll be taking home favorites, Houston Texans. Over oh, over the Broncos. Green Bay Packers. At home over the Washington Redskins. Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> At home on Monday Night Football over the New York Giants, which may have Eli playing. Daniel what? Jones is in a walking boot. Live dog. Hedge on the table. 
the New Orleans Saints at home. At home uh, over the San Francisco 49ers. I love this game. I like the Saints a lot. A lot, a lot. Cleveland Browns, the not done yet. Yes. Cleveland Browns at home versus in-state rival. Yes. Fart-smelling Cincinnati. So we fought about this a lot. The game of Ohio, me and me and Weird Mike. Uh, I'm we, ha- we spared you the on-air. I'm heavy. Yeah, yeah. It went. On, it was way too long to be talking about Bengals football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like you're gonna change the fucking station. But we had like a 46-minute debate about fucking why Cleveland's gonna beat Cincinnati. They won their game. Okay. They're not the worst team ever. It's still Andy fucking Dalton, a bunch of shitty receivers, and uh, a bad secondary against Odell and Jarvis Landry. I think we see a Cleveland Browns party. I don't care what T-shirt he's wearing. By the way, you're an idiot for wearing that T-shirt. This doesn't need to be debated. You just don't do that as a professional coach of any sports team. If your team was the one that committed one of the more malicious acts that we've seen in recent memory... You don't write it, wear a shirt as the football coach in public saying Pittsburgh fucking started it. Pittsburgh started it. If it just sounds childish. Anyone who ever said blah blah blank started it while whining to your teacher, okay? You you got wedgied at recess. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And the teacher even looks at you like, yeah, that's why you don't fucking sit tell me who started it. Okay, fuck you. Well, if the Bengals shocked the world, uh, then he'll be wedged right out of a job. Freddie Kitchens seems like a nice guy. I'm not sure. You know, it just seems a bit over in his head. If he's making decisions like that, I don't like to pretend I'm in the locker room, and I don't pretend I don't like to pretend that I I can see what X's and O's he's doing when I'm like judging coaches. But that's just a you've made a dumb decision that we can judge you on. That was fucking stupid. Like if I walked to Longo's with my dick out, like yep, you might not know me too well. You can fucking judge me for being a fucking dickwad, like idiot who makes bad decisions. So, uh, if you did it at the no frills here, I'd say it probably wasn't the weirdest thing I'd seen at that place. I've, I've seen a couple of dicks. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, In the pickle aisle, you know. <laughs> yeah, Freddie Kitchen nightmare is starting to mount for him. Even so, the supporters are like, "Come on!" I don't think this is about Freddie Kitchens. I just think that if I were to name the top ten players on the field. In the Cincinnati-Cleveland game, nine of them are on Cleveland. And there we go. <clears throat> we'll be taking the New York Jets at home over the Miami Dolphins. Yes. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Pitsy gets back on the booze, by the way. <laughs> Goes to New York. Maybe. Drinks to warm up. We got uh, Indy at Tampa and the Look Who's Talking crew is taking the Bucks. Yes. And we actually got some Look Who's Talkers on the pirate ship this week at Tampa. Raymond James Stadium, Justina, John, a couple of listeners. They're going to be sending us a pic from the ship. With the wenches. This week. Uh, uh, I don't know if John's love for wenches can be exposed in front of Justina. Yes. But he's on the case. Sure. I mean, no one can really expose how much they love wenches. <laughs> But anyway, a couple of Look Who's <laughs> they're, Talkers they're on pirate the... Uh, hookers. It's another name for pirate hookers. We're really conquering the globe one bizarre conquest at a time. Absolutely. Glacier waters, potter, pirate ships, yep. uh, South American rivers. Does the ship have a name? I feel like the ship has a name. It, it, it's a galleon, but that's the type of ship it was. Like, So I don't know if they named it like the Pearl 2. What a fucking whatever. great place to watch a football game. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I believe I have pirate ship seats. 
Oh, there's no seats? That's fucking awesome. All right. Is there a bar on the ship? Of course there is. It's a pirate ship. Thank you. Uh, you guys rock. You know? So, uh, that, new life goal. Let's go watch a game with the wenches. Um, so, we're but, taking the Bucks. But, yes, we're taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks. We talked about this last week. This is why we boxed the Bucks game. Their offense is, is explosive right now. Bruce Arians isn't going anywhere. Uh, and I just don't think the Colts can stop the combination of Godwin, uh, Howard, Brait, and Evans. Mike Evans. Uh, if, again, the Colts, I think like the Bucks have to beat themselves right now to lose, and I don't think they will. Uh, Rams at home on Sunday night were taken. Seattle, finally a little bit of a letdown. Yeah. Uh, short week, big win, couple big wins, and they already beat the Rams. The, we, admit, we, we, admit, we admit, folks, this is a tough one, and this is one where if you wanted to play a safer ticket, you could box this one and definitely take the Vikings. We are pretty confident. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, no, as in you take the Vikings instead of boxing the Lions-Vikings game, and then you box the Seahawks-Rams game. We're just taking the Rams. Sure. Right, so we're, we, we like the Rams a lot. It's a good bounce-back game against Arizona. Uh, Fully healthy. Again, I'm going to talk about this more in the truth of the week, but the only thing sweeter than winning is revenge. It just is. It's sweet. You get back. Not, it's not oftentimes you have the chance to, to get back at something that fucking got you, you know? And when you lose the Super Bowl... Uh, <laughs> it fucking must really suck. And, like, think of the biggest humiliation in your life, okay? Think of it right now, look who's talkers. Now imagine that over a billion people were watching it, <laughs> talking about it, commenting on it, replaying it everywhere, always, every time. So that's what happened. And uh, the Rams still have a chance to chase that. And uh, it drives you. I'm not saying it wins every game, but it's fresh, it's there, and they need this game a bit more than the Seahawks do. I'm still trying to figure out which of my humiliations was the biggest of all time. I'm kind of scanning through a large database. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Think of every time you went to no frills without pants. It's <laughs> a reason I brought that up. <laughs> uh, we also got Atlanta at home. Carolina fired their coach. Lots of turmoil. He's been there for a decade almost. Some good times, some drafts. Yes. Uh, so just a bad spot for them. We'll take the home fave. There is some stats to back up that, like, you know, when, when a coach gets fired, that team often, like, sort of weirdly performs really well in some cases. But we, d we discussed this, and in this particular case, it was so unexpected to become in the middle of the season because it's, that, you know, it's a bit of a slight. It's disrespectful. It's, uh, the guy was there for eight and a half years. He's probably the best coach Carolina's ever had. You got this new owner who wants to get a head start on the on everything. On everything, <laughs> it's bowl season in the college. Sounds like he wants to go for an offensive-minded coach. Maybe get the jump on a couple of these offensive gurus before Dallas fires their coach. Either way, I think this rocked the team's boat. Uh, not well received in the locker room. You got Perry Fuel stepping in on. Anyway, it's just oh, is he right? He's stepping yeah, in. Former Bills coach. How you doing? How about that? Yeah. He kind of look, yeah. He looks like a he looks like a Freddie Kitchens, just you know, different shade, but uh, like the same bowling ball. Like they, they're human bowling balls if they can like tuck their their little mini arms and mini legs in. Uh, we also got Pitt in the desert at Arizona. Yes, must win game for Pittsburgh. The duck heads to the desert. This was one of the tougher games to pick for me, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you were kind of. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Air raid offense. And uh, surprise to most, maybe we're not boxing the KC New England game. We'll be taking the Kansas City Chiefs straight up. Yeah, we're taking the Chiefs straight up. 
Uh, I don't like to pick against New England ever, at home ever. I think this is a particular scenario where they are just outmatched until they can get Antonio Brown back, which there's been there's been some talk of. Was that a was that a big smile huck when he just realized that we wouldn't be boxing the Patriots game, and that Hawk hates the Patriots? Oh man, yeah. I'm, I think everybody's shocked to you that you're. Yo, it. well, look, I just you're not chained uh, to it. I like it offensively. I still think that, like, w- you know, when they lose this game to the Chiefs, the whole world's going to shit on them and say it's over. Yes, and I won't because they're still still probably going to get the bye, and then they only have to win two fucking games. <laughs> to get there, you know, it's just not much. You're gonna have, you know, if the if the whole thing starts. Anyway, we'll get to this later, but I got the playoffs if they started today. So we're gonna post the ticket. Uh, we got the Eagles on the Monday night to wrap it up. And Always. if Eli's playing, basically, if you get a perfect pools ticket going into Monday night, you can hedge your bet on the massive underdog, the New York Giants. Uh, yeah. So there it is, folks. We're gonna box it again for Gamer and. Uh, if we hit it uh, the following Sunday, we're going to have a massive Look Who's Talking celebration. Yep. Provided that the pool win is over $1,000. And let's go Lions. <laughs> let's go fucking Lions. Well, yeah, I guess let's go Mr. Blau. Yep. Yeah, the Pats, uh, well, it's funny, interesting. Antonio Brown uh, put out an Instagram post at, like right after the, uh, <laughs> right after the Pats' loss to Houston. And it was a like a highlight video <laughs> to the song like "All I Want for Christmas." <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. You see, you lost it, Hugh. You had that mountain fresh air and water, and that BC skunk, and you come here sipping that GTA. You lost the voice. Right. Well, anyway, the point is, is that Antonio Brown uh, was trying to get amend his relationship with the Patriots because he knows the Patriots deeply miss him and need him badly. Yes. And there's been rumors, uh, not just floating amongst the neighborhood, Mike, but like a true at ProFootballTalk.com, that Brady and a bunch of veteran players are begging uh, Kraft to allow, like, to get Antonio Brown back, like, whatever the cost. Brady doesn't have too long to work with. We heard that on the herd this week. He just he doesn't have years to fuck around. I, does does the Kraft kissing me scandal have anything to do with him trying to like be pro women, pro well, Anto- like you know pro cause? Well, I think Antonio Brown's CTE is basically the real problem here because in he seems to flip back and forth between personalities. One of being really like I miss football, I love you guys, and then the next to like, hey, here's. The uh, a click on Instagram. Here's a link to the article of Bob Kraft's prostitution scandal, like the pot calling the kettle black. Fuck you, Patriots. Pay me. It's not a direct parallel, but it's he's, still the same he's lost arena. His goddamn mind. And Tom Brady doesn't even fucking care. He's like, yeah, whatever. He still runs the option route better than anyone in the fucking world. And that's all I give a shit about. I want a seventh ring. Uh, giddy up. So uh, after your truth of the week, I got honors. Is that right, Hugh? That is right. All right, let's let's yeah, spit some truth. Take out your seven iron and hit it down that four hundred and fifty yard par five. All right, fucking congratulations. Hey, if I got a twelve footer for par, yeah, you know, we're, that's why I'm a good putter, bro. Yep. Say it. You're a good putter. There we that's go. That's not why. That I just <laughs> wanted to hear. Fucking why? But you are a good putter. There we go. Um. All right. Now listen, folks. As I mentioned before, winning is sweet. The only thing sweeter is revenge.
I'll bring that up more. My truth of the week. Hey, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Anyone ever stole something from you? Like stole something? Yeah, sure. Maybe it was worth 10 bucks, 20 bucks. It wasn't worth that much at all. Maybe it was a fucking Snickers bar. All right, you could go to the store and get another one. That's sure. You kind of won there. You got, you, got, you got what you wanted. But imagine you could chase that fucker down and get whatever you stole from your back. Maybe it's your cell phone that was stolen. You use find your iPhone and chase that dickwad down. You, you know, get, get to his work. He's working at like 2001 audio video. And you're like, ah. Oh, my God, I got you. And you either call the cops or you confront the guy and you get it back somehow. Okay? Winning sweet, but revenge is sweeter. Or retribution, which is a form of revenge. The Saints are on a fucking mission this year because they've been screwed by the Lord of football. Not other teams, but, like, basically, literally bad fucking luck, like astronomically awful bad luck. Luck that doesn't really even happen. One of their defensive backs, a guy that pro football focus actually rates one of the top defensive backs in the league right now. Right now, Marcus Williams. I think that's his name. VOG? Nah, never mind. Marcus Williams, we'll call him. Forgets how to tackle. Forgets all the fundamentals of tackling. In the divisional playoff game, Vikings-Saints. The Saints have a beautiful comeback. They deserve the game. There's... Whatever amount of seconds left, no timeouts. And uh, they're down to their last play. The Vikings throw a play to Stefan Diggs. He's double covered. Sure, he could catch the ball, no problem. But they're going to tackle him because football players generally don't forget how to tackle. Like forget how to tackle to the point where they stop looking where the guy is as he's catching the ball and just run underneath him without ever looking. I mean, I'm not really a big Vikings fan, but... When Favre left, so did I. But, I mean, that... How do you even watch that? Or, sorry, uh, Saints fan. How do you even watch that? It's psycho football. It just doesn't happen. Okay, whatever. You get back the next year. You earn it. You earn home field the NFC Championship game. And then one of the worst calls in history just goes against you on the most important play of the game in your home stadium where that shit generally doesn't happen as much. Normally, those refereeing gaffes go the other way at your home stadium. Yep, it was so bad, they changed football. They changed football, and now can, you can review plays like that. It changed football. That's how bad, the bad luck that you had. So now, in those first few, maybe the first six weeks, sure, you're a man on a mission trying to get that revenge. Every other team's trying to win the Super Bowl. You feel like someone stole it from you that you can't see. Like getting struck by lightning. Not once, but twice. We've, start, we've talked about it on this show. A man actually got struck by lightning twice, okay? Wouldn't he love to go up there, chase that cloud down, and kick lightning's ass for a little bit? Yeah, well, the saints are trying to do that. They're on a march up to that thundercloud. And now the road goes to the Superdome. I think we're underplaying how hard it's going to be to beat the Saints and how they're holding their destiny in their own hands and they are fucking sick of people taking their destiny. So not only are they going to make sure they keep this home field advantage, not only are they going to 
make sure they keep this number one seed so that nobody can take it. Not only are they going to keep that by to do every extra ounce of prep, I don't see, I see Saints coaches taking Adderall for two weeks straight to get ready for this game so that it's never even close. So that one ref screw job or one bolt of lightning can't even take what they feel is rightfully theirs and what they know is better than winning. Peyton and Breeze have won before. But I mean, they were riding the emotion of, you know, Katrina and them, the Superdome being the not so super do- dome for a little while, actually being the very poopy dome. Uh, yeah, Reven- winning sweet. Revenge, sweeter. Retribution, which is a form of revenge where you get exactly the thing they took from you. It's sweet. Somebody stole my iPhone when I was in Vancouver. I was staying at McElhaney's house. Went to make a ticket at the uh, Vancouver Pro Line spot. And using my phone to get the odds, I left the the phone on uh, on the table there. Went to pay. And then realized literally a minute later that no, I didn't have my phone with me and it was gone. Checked the tapes and we caught the guy who did it. Sent the tape in to the police in, and, uh, and they caught him just outside of Richmond, B.C. Didn't have my phone with me. But I felt some revenge. I felt some retribution. If I got my phone back, I don't even know how much I would have celebrated. But I got fucking wasted in B.C. that night because at least... I got something. I got some retribution. I got some revenge. It's way better than just getting a new phone, even if it was free. So this, the, Don't fuck with the Saints right now or for the rest of the year. Uh, I don't see them losing possibly till Miami, but they're not losing in the Superdome, and it looks like that's where the road in the NFC goes through. Woo! Get that Snickers bar back. Just like Krispy Crunch says, the only thing better than... Uh, actually, not like Krispy Crunch says... The only thing that's, that's better than your Krispy Crunch is someone else's? No, no, no. The only thing that's better than that is taking, finding that fucker that stole your Krispy Crunch and taking it right back. The Saints feel like they're owed two Super Bowls. They're going to try to get one back. It's just a different motivation. The Woo! Saints are coming. Marching. <clears throat> no, the Green Day song. The day they reopened the Superdome on Monday night against Atlanta. You want a powerful moment? Sure. When that guy blocked the punt? Yep. They performed Field goal. Blocked field goal. Wasn't it? It was a block punt. I don't know. There's a statue outside the Superdome of the guy who blocked the punt. Too many statues going on. It's fucked up. It's a regular season game. That guy wound up with a debilitating disease. Yeah, Steve Gleason. So it was a block punt. The statue's out front. Uh, Green Day. A hell of a moment. I agree. It's like reverse baby steps, except it's like calls and plays that went against them instead of right. growth. So, yeah, we liked it all year. I said, I said New Orleans-Houston in the Super Bowl. and Just keep hearing all these other, like, I kept hearing after the Ravens-Niners, like, if this is the Super Bowl, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I heard that like seven times. It's probably not going to be, okay? Your beloved 49ers, not, not even 24 hours later. They, they're in fifth now. So do you, do you just want to sneak that one Hugh pick in ahead of mine there? Because Yeah, I'm taking the fucking Saints. <laughs> there you go. You can sneak it in. Yeah, yeah. 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 Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks, taking the fucking Saints. All right? Hit your seven iron. Here we go. <clears throat> seven iron, 180 down the chute. A little bit of wind at my back. 2-0. and oh. Told you Weird Mike is streaking. Yes. It's real. Pick six, weird pick. Again, all platforms. You'll be kept back in the loop this week because uh, we don't want to keep cash out of your pocket. 
Um, seven and eight on the year. And uh, the whole smash and sprinkle uh, kind of took a life of its own this week. And I'll be doing that for the rest of this year. So, Weird pick. We'll you, have two games. You, okay. You smashed on you the Packers. You smashed on the Packers. And we sprinkled on the Bengals. Yeah, because you, you can't smash on a team that hasn't won yet. So every week we're going to smash and we're going to sprinkle. And this week we'll call that the betting donut. You can smash a donut or just put some sprinkles on it. You know? Wow. Okay. There you uh, go. I can also reference the actual donut that Weird Mike is carrying through yeah. the holiday season. Yeah. Weird Mike, aka Winnie the Gambling Poo, aka the Standing Eeyore, aka the Gambling Donut. <laughs> We're smashing Steeler Nation invading the desert. Wow. Minus two and a half, the duck in the desert. The, the de destiny is real. It's happening. The duck is in the desert. And we talked about it all year and all history of our show. Steeler Nation is real. We've told you why many times. Yes. And they're in Arizona. And Arizona got their butts whooped by a much better team, and Kyle felt down. He felt pulled back a bit, man. It, it's, it's not his time. They had some good, they had some success early. Nobody even expected them to win this many games. They had about a 3-4. They're, they're at their season total now. Um, anyway, the duck, the rally duck. Would you it's, be it's weird enough to just, <laughs> to just love for a bit. You don't have to, Minshew Mania was awesome for a month. Now it's back. The duck is real. <laughs> and he is coming to the desert. Minus two and a half. I can't believe it's so short. Get it now. If you're listening to this and you bet on football, which I hope you do, hit it before it goes to three because I really do. Pittsburgh's a public team, and that number's going to grow. Would you be taking this game if the quarterback did not have a nickname? Uh, I, would be, I would be less likely to take it. <laughs> like, would you be like, Devlin in the desert? Maybe that's enough. Actually, you sick fuck. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not. I'm not hating on the pick. Don't turn the the hose on the. I'm picks. not hating on the pick. Not hating on the pick. <laughs> but we talked. We we teased it last week. Mm -hmm. The rally duck. The rally duck. It's got a month. The duck destiny. It's 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 just enough to get him over the top. Um, he doesn't make mistakes. The Steelers' defense is probably good enough to. To, yeah, it's short. It's two and a half, guys. I it's bet a it, win. I, I bet it will be a sharp pick. The, the, the sharps are on the Steelers hard right now. And we're going to be sprinkling. So, again, we're smashing on the Steelers. Yep. Duck in the desert. And we are sprinkling on the Rams. Basically a pick em at home, Sunday night, season on the line, division rival who they already lost to, but should have beat. That was a... Monday nighter uh, with a missed kick at the buzzer. Cost the Rams. And Seattle's high as fuck right now. Uh, figuratively and literally. And they're rolling into the Coliseum on a short week. Versus a desperate team who's fully healthy. Cooks is back. Cup is back. Woods is back. Everybody's back. Gurley's got a little form. And yeah, look at an outline. I was sprinkle on the outline. But Rams, sprinkling. Pick All right, em. there's your bed and donut brought to you by Weird Mike. Uh, smash on the Steelers and sprinkle on the Rams. There you go. <clears throat> Whenever you get a donut, by the way, if you're ever at Timmy's, uh, 
<laughs> just ask them to heat it up for like 25 seconds in the microwave. Thank me later. It feels it tastes like Krispy Kreme. All right. Uh, one thing, one thought about the Steelers. Uh, yeah, they've gone through so many quarterbacks this year. What I was thinking is, it's the most likely scenario for Colin Kaepernick to ever play a playoff game. Hear me out. Let's say Hodges goes down, but they win. Okay? Okay. Then you got Mason Rudolph playing like shit, like three picks in the game against the Bills, but they still win somehow. Okay? Now you got the Steelers locking up the sixth seed with a guy they know can't do it. And you get Colin Kaepernick, who's not your new starter. He's not coming in to like be your new starter. He's not going to be some distracting backup with his own film crew. No. Okay? He's just there for this season as a guy who's been there before, two, three-week rental, as like a due diligence to our Steelers fans. To like, rather than going into this playoff with Mason Rudolph, you know, six versus three against the Texans or Chiefs or, so, or something, hey, let's be honest, he's going to fucking lose this game. Let's get Kaepernick in at least for a workout because he can at least... We, Fucking could do it. At least not make enough mistakes and play pro football. Anyway, that's the most likely scenario. I don't see him really getting on any other team. I just thought of this the other day, besides the Pittsburgh Steelers after one more injury. Uh, because, man, uh, your boy, ever since he left, the stage has just opened up for him. Uh, Landry Jones. Oh, my God, the XFL thing. Yeah. So Landry Jones, the capable backup to very, Ben Roethlisberger, very capable. won some games. Oklahoma Sooners, and he leaves Good because quarterback. Ben is entrenched. Sure, and there's been three quarterbacks and an assault, and some really weird duck calls since. Wow, the XFL has already claimed a victim, and they haven't played a game yet. How about that? They, <laughs> the Steelers had Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Dobbs, Landry Jones. Uh, <laughs> Mason Rudolph. And, uh, Mason Rudolph. And Duck Devlin. And they didn't even have him on the squad yet. Like, as in, he wasn't even there. And then they had, uh, and they traded Josh Dobbs to Jacksonville. Landry Jones goes to the XFL. By the way, XFL released their new jerseys. I'm weirdly excited for the XFL. I am. It's like. When does that start? The week after the fucking Super Bowl. Wow, serious rebound territory. Yeah, big time. They are the NFL rebound. As in, like, you, the NFL is your wife, your girlfriend, whatever, and every February 5th, you kind of break up for a bit, and it's sad. It's sad. And, and it's a bit sad. And then, you know, the XFL is like that, that girl that comes in where it's like, yeah, okay, you know, you're not going to be here forever, and you're not going to replace my, 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 my original love, but uh, uh, here you go. Here's the fucking DC Defenders. <laughs> Brought to you by Vince McMahon. With some snazzy new unis. <laughs> Mostly snazzy. Have you seen the fucking dragons? No. It looks like Mexican puke that you for sure, like Mexican food puke, and you for sure had a lot of guacamole and some blue Kool-Aid or something. Okay, so Mexican food, not Mexican person. Yeah, Mexican food puke. With Anyway, it's awful. Hashtag been there. Uh, the DC Defenders look good. Also, like the uh, Houston Roughnecks and the St. Louis Battlehawks. Wicked name. Good for St. Louis getting a team back. The Battlehawks. Let's go, Battlehawks. We'll get, we'll get some Battlehawks memorabilia. All right. Uh, let's get into our picks. We're 40, 36, and 2 for the year. Cue the Obi Trice. Here's Hugh Picks. You 
All right, two picks this week. Uh, a gold pick hit last week, Seattle. One of the only things to hit, but we'll be back on track this week. Still above 50% for the year. And we love ourselves some December football. We're taking the Chicago Bears on Thursday night football. My plus three at home to the Dallas Cowboys. Look, in my mind, again, these two quarterbacks are the same. So now what am I looking at? I'm looking at defense and coaching. Outside with Chicago in coaching. I like Mac Nagy's schemes. Uh, he's, you know, he's turned Mitch Trubisky into a guy who throws six touchdowns every now and then. Uh, I think the Bears do enough at home here in a must-win game for them for the playoffs with a coach that they know is not going anywhere. Nagy's buying cottages, you know, in the lakes uh, just north of Chicago. His kids are enrolling in schools. He's meeting his neighbors. He's like, hey, I'm going to be here for a while. I won the fucking division last year, and Aaron Rodgers is still alive. Now you got Jason Garrett, whose owner is saying, yeah, yeah, Jason Garrett will be coaching in the NFL next year. (laughs) He didn't fucking say it for the Cowboys. His kids can read the writing on the wall. All right, Dad, are we going to have to change high schools next year? I just don't think this is the thing that you can fix with the Cowboys overnight. I actually don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. I think the Eagles will. So I'm taking the team that I think is better. Uh, On my chart, this is off by five and a half points. I would have the Bears actually favored by two and a half here at home uh, as the Cowboys being half a point better as a team on my chart, which is you get three points for being the home team. And there we go. I think the Bears win a close one, but they sure win to keep their playoff hopes alive. And uh, yeah, (laughs) Jerry Jones, very not happy again. How about them Cowboys losing in Chicago on Thursday Night Football? Hashtag fuck Dallas. Yeah. We're taking the New Orleans Saints with our silver pick. I already told you why. I already told you how. Uh, Look, this is the toughest road game of the Niners season. They have not had a test like this. Previous hardest test was last week against Baltimore, but that's not the same home field advantage. This is not the Superdome in Baltimore, okay? It's, it's windy, it's outdoors, it was a tough road game. For, it was actually a tough game for both teams. This is a significant home field advantage, the toughest game in the Niners season, and they lose it. Okay, I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gardner Minshew's back on the field, giving hope to all of Jacksonville's players uh, as just a fresh, fresh sign of life. Their biggest struggle right now is on the O-line protecting the passer. Gardner Minshew can move around in the pocket. Nick Foles can't, especially not recovering from a broken, broken clavicle. We called this a couple weeks ago. A healthy Gardner Minshew is a much better option right now than Nick Foles. And uh, they want to get off the schneid. Whether you like Doug Marone, their coach or not, uh, his, his job's on the line. They probably had a really good week at practice. And again, I got the Chargers kind of looking themselves in the mirror. Not this year. We don't even have fans. Why the hell did we move? Phillip Rivers is spending most of his time in San Diego. He's on his way out of that franchise. There's even weird murmurs of starting the backup just to see what you have. <laughs> you don't have anything. You got Tyrod fucking Taylor, okay? You got the Bills garbage and Cleveland garbage. Free Tyrod. <laughs> He's not the answer. He can't throw past the 30. So you're going to need a new quarterback. New changeover happening in the Chargers, and I don't think uh, they have any urgency anymore to win this game. Gardner Minshew wins this game by himself. I'll take the plus three at home. Taking Kansas City plus three in New England. Yeah. Look, I got the better offense. I got, uh, I'm just not relying on uh, Kansas City's defense. 
or sorry, on New England's defense to slow down Kansas City. Yes, they have had a great defense this year. They've also had a great schedule. This is Kansas City, the team that put up 40, 45 respectively on them last year, or sorry, 38 and 45. Without too many personnel changes, I think Kansas City's gonna score again a lot. And I don't think the Pats will be able to keep up. They're still missing something on offense. And while the sky is not falling in New England, after this loss, I still think New England's going to have a heck of a run. Uh, not today. Chiefs win outright. And the three points, just because Vegas doesn't like picking A against New England at home, and B against New England multiple weeks in a row. They tend to not lose at home. They tend to not lose multiple weeks in a row. But they're also playing Kansas City, who I think is the best team in the league right now. Yeah, I said that. Over the Ravens on a neutral field. I would take it. Okay. Uh, number four pick of the week. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills at home to the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens played a tough game in the rain against a very physical San Francisco team. Bills played a relatively easy game on Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys. Extra four days to prepare. Here's the other thing. The Buffalo Bills coach, former defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers, every day went against Cam Newton at practice. And this is not Cam Newton of this year or last year. This is prime Cam Newton when he was also a running threat. It's not the same offense necessarily, but it still is a dual threat quarterback. And this defense has the personnel to at least, you know, challenge him, slow him down. I'm not saying they're going to shut Lamar out, but it's going to be a tight game. Uh, Lamar, look, this isn't L.A. If you do well in Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills fans ain't chanting MVP for you. Okay, they're going to be down your throats and so will the wind. Uh, I like it. Uh, tough game for Lamar here. They could get it done. They might get it done, but plus five and a half, I will take it against the Bills team that is surging right now. Also, Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens, former former uh, offensive coordinator for Tyrod Taylor's Buffalo Bills. So this head coach and this defense knows this offense. They just don't know it necessarily run by Lamar. That's got to be an advantage that uh, is not being accounted for. I'll take the five and a half points. For Buffalo, they could win this outright. Circle the fucking wagons. Let's go. Uh, yeah, and my last pick, I'm taking the Detroit Lions, plus 13 and a half. That is too many points for a division game. They've already played. These teams know each other well. Yeah, uh, this Purdue quarterback, Mr. Blau, they can sling it. Uh, I'm not saying he's a new star in the league, but I wouldn't call him an absolute liability. And uh, Kirk Cousins, everyone's saying that was a good win, a good loss for them in, in Monday. No, no, no. You wanted to win that. You needed to win that. Uh, your star defensive back, Xavier Rhodes, does not look like a star defensive back. That changes the mentality in the meetings. When they're def- talking about who can cover who leading up to this next week, you got Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones Jr. and Danny Amendola coming into town. Yeah. I think Detroit's going to score points, plus 13 and a half. Division game, way too many. Uh, Vikings probably win by a field goal, but uh, take 13 and a half. That's too many. Also, uh, the Detroit Lions coach, coaching for his job, theme of the week. You might not like him. His players probably do because at least that coach knows them and starts them. Does have to start fresh with a new coach. Lions changed coaches too much. Looking for a win. This could be it. You picks. <laughs> you. Viewer pick. Listener pick. Yeah, we have a look who's talker pick. Uh, Coach Ed Ponikvar knows his X's and O's. Got the Bills, Ravens over 43 and a half. I'm reading the DM right here. 
Both Ds are vulnerable to the opposing O's offense's strengths. Absolutely. So let's get a pick from our football. Keep coach. an eye on that win, though. Yeah, because it's it might be down everybody's throat, not just Lamar's. Yep. Bills Mafia, uh, Pistol Pete, they're eating pizza out of a filing cabinet. Uh, anyway, that Ralph is going to be rocking. I just, I, I, I you know, it's a, he's a football coach. Okay, he's, he knows his stuff. I personally just didn't. I don't love the pick. I didn't pick against it. You hear that, coach? You hear that? Uh Picking over at Ralph Wilson Stadium in December, I find that it's tough. Literally, only a couple games I remember seeing over. There was a 9-6 game against San Francisco once. But was when Tom Brady came into town and scored like seven touchdowns on, on Sunday Night Football in that perfect season, 2007. Other than that, these games, I, anyway, I smell careful hey, football. If you want to get your pick... Yeah, on the show. Send it. Send it in. We'll be doing look who's talkers picks, also, and we'll line it up against our own records. Fuck it. Also, don't forget to send in your vote to have my password reinstated. Yeah. To promote more cash and less space. Yeah, this needs to be unanimous, or we're not, we're not going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, unanimous. You, so you hear that, look who's talkers? You could you could just x nay that with one vote. Um, but thanks to all the love on social <laughs> media. Uh, wh- however, you're. Listening or sharing, we really appreciate it. So uh, big shout out to all the helpers out there. Keep a look who's talker. Look who's talking going. Yeah. Um, Next show live from Ecuador? Yeah, I'll, to... yeah I'll be in Ecuador. Huck will be in the Bahamas. Uh, um, you'll be at Centennial Studios in your... No, I might uh, switch it up. I might go to the Tim Hortons around the corner. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember, warm up your donuts. All, uh, all corners of the globe, man. Thanks, Huck, for fucking making this all happen week after week. Huck Media. Putting out some fine prints. We love it. Yeah. And uh, for the rest of the season, I wouldn't really pick against the Saints uh, because, <laughs> man, revenge is so sweet. Most don't get the chance. Most only wish for it. You know? A lot of Super Bowl losers never even make the playoffs again the next year. So there's a theme with our Rams that we're picking on our pools ticket. Smashing the Steelers and sprinkling on those Rams. And uh, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Chasing it. Oh, baby, do we have anything for shut the huck up, Mr. Huckle? Go Titans. How about that? Let's get some more Remember the Titans music. I love last week's music, uh, but love it. See you later.